to have a little discussion, talk about how poor our gambling record was as a podcast in the Super Bowl. Well, maybe yeah. the things we said out loud, but not the things that we actually <laughs> might have done. Oh yeah, I have that in my uh, in my six of my other DraftKings accounts. <laughs> in my uh, offshore account. Um, wow, it's really post-workout snack time. Is I assume that's scotch whiskey, per your preference? It's actually bourbon. Oh, very nice. And then string cheese? Mm-hmm. What better way to fix my, my muscles than to dehydrate them with bourbon? I've never eaten string cheese in the way that you're eating it right now, which is what I would assume is the way most people eat string cheese. You bite it? Oh, yeah, I'm a biter. Just uh, adapting into a cheese stick. Is that before or after your lawnmower incident as a child? Uh, which lawnmower incident? <laughs> Did we have? Didn't you talk about a lawnmower incident in one of our earlier episodes? Well, when I got hit in the head with a shovel. Yeah, that, might that have was been it. an ATV. <laughs> I don't see what this was has your, to do with string cheese. I was going to say, was your ability to eat string cheese altered by oh, God, getting hit my, in the head by a shovel while my traumatic brain injury? Yeah. No, that's just me being a dipshit and not being able to wait for cheese. Uh, Toilet, do you want to kick us off this week? I do. Uh, Hello and welcome to a Midworst podcast where we eat string cheese in a variety of different ways, including (laughs) the correct way and the incorrect way. Uh, My name is Toilet. My name is Luke. And I'm Sack, and I'm the correct way. Yeah. If you eat it just by biting it, um, that's the incorrect way, but also it's the way to get the most cheese into your mouth the fastest. So, you know, who's the judge? Is can is string cheese, it's low moisture mozzarella typically, right? Uh, yeah. Is, is that the only kind of cheese you can get? Can you get like a pepper jack string cheese? Is that a I've, thing? I've seen the side by side, maybe like a little Colby Jack and a little bit of mozzarella. Okay. But I, I believe you- mozzarella was like the OG flavor. Like the Frigo one with the guy with the looks like the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man mm. with his like head split in half. Sure. sure oh yeah. Really what, find what's, that. what side was his brain on? Do you think the left or the right side? Ooh, left brain, right brain. Left brain is like being organized, and right brain is like your creative side. Sure. Sure. Luke, well, I his were kind that. of splaying out in all directions, so I feel like maybe he had intelligence that's far reaching beyond our comprehension. Um, uh, the Frigo guy was the uh, first case where they did the hemispherectomy, courtesy of uh, former uh, Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson. Mm. That's where they cut down the middle of your brain, folks, and split the left and right side apart from each other. R.I.P. Ben Carson? No, with a Herman Cain, you racist. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow. No, wow. I, I didn't. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I ben forgot. Herman, I forgot. Cut. Forgot. Start the episode from the top. Cut. Forgot Herman Cain passed away. Uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Herman Cain. Greatest, greatest, uh, greatest uh, campaign ad of all time. Uh, His campaign manager who was talking and then just smokes a cigarette at the end of it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Classic. All right, we need to talk about Super Bowl. We are well, a Luke is wearing a podcast. Luke is wearing a very cool retro throwback San Antonio Spurs hat. So I thought we could do a really <laughs> quick update. The Wizards won a game they against did. the Bulls. They beat against our Bulls. the Bulls. They are six and fifteen. As they much 
fun as the Bulls have been, they are still sneaky, like in a top lottery pick right now. Yeah, it's been awesome. They're like in every game and they lose at the last minute. It's amazing. Zach yeah, Levine like missed a dunk in the last game. <laughs> like, uh oh, oops, just missed the dunk. My bad. L- little sneaky five game losing streak while we were all focused on uh, the Super Bowl. But yeah. now that, you know, Super Bowl's over, it's officially basketball season. Yeah. Everyone's starting at 0 0. Kind of like yep. the playoffs. Boom. Like after the All Star break, which is going to be in March, I don't know, but uh, you know, clean slate right now after the Super Bowl. And all the all the NBA players can't travel international, so look out, Terre Haute, you're about to get a bunch of uh, D leaguers <laughs> in your town having a nice little vacation there. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really want to talk about the NBA. I want to talk about the NFL. That was a pretty good game, boys. What do you think? I don't know for the la- first quarter, quarter and a half. Um. It, it was good until the well I, I think that there's a pivotal moment in the game i don't know if we want to start at the very beginning or if we want to like go through it um but i mean um, I'm, I'm cool starting at the beginning zach's got some field notes Did you time no, no, no 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 i i'm fine with starting the beginning because i missed like the first two the first two possessions because my wife was getting ready getting ready for what Getting ready for some football. Twins. It was one of those you... situations where, like, my eyes—I I was trying to roll them out of my skull, but um, I had to be a polite husband and say, "No, it's okay. I don't care about missing the national anthem. Uh, I don't care about missing, um, you know, Tony Romo, and I don't care about missing the coin toss, which I didn't have money on this year. Which I'm happy I didn't because yeah. tails never fails." So, you know, maybe, you know, as they say, some of the the best bets are the ones you never make. I negged myself on every category. I did all no's and I did all unders and I should have done heads instead of tails. I should have gone full neg. So that's my fault. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the hot seat real quick right here and we'll talk about it later. But I'm just going to put a little fraud alert on you, Toilet, because... um, you your your picks in our props pool were uh one hundred percent against whatever you gave out on the podcast. And yeah. as podcasters, we are meant to we are supposed Uphold to put, integrity. Okay. We are, yeah, we are supposed to plant our flag and we're supposed okay. to live and die with our takes, as evidenced by my wizard's take. That I is, have I'm not yeah. hedging out of my wizard's take. That's fair. I, I would like for to see you double down because I'd love to see you, <laughs> you know, have to take out a second mortgage on your home. But um, as the as the one third of the podcast who's never actually placed a bet in his life, um, I will say that there are a couple things we got correct. The first thing that we got correct was Chiefs would be down two scores. I didn't yeah. know they would actually finish the game down three scores. <laughs> um, but we, we, I said that was going to happen. You did. That, that. I'll give you credit for that. I mean, do we just want to go right into our bets right now that we um, gave yeah. away? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So you, Toilet, you definitely were on the will the Chiefs be down two or more scores at any point. Honestly, that's the only one you won. No, no, Based no, off okay. of my count. So okay. here I said that there would be a, that the Chiefs defense was chippy and they would get a lot of personal foul calls. Chris Jones had one and I believe Tyron Matthew also had one later in the game. Okay. So there were two personal foul calls. I also this wasn't a bet, but a comment I made earlier in the year in the 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 segment headline was <laughs> punters suck. Yeah. Because punters <laughs> suck. suck. That Chiefs guy was just uh, the light was shine shown on him. 
and the micro penis was exposed. Which I mean, is yeah. kind of, which was, was kind of funny because like he picked up the bad snap and he had a really good punt off of that, yep. and then they took the penalty on it. And yep. I, I was I was saying it was like when you have the long hair like that, it's a bad look. Big time. Because like when you're a punter, you better be you, you, you're punting, socking you, it. Yeah, you don't want people to be paying attention. Like I want my punters to look like Pat O'Donnell. Totally forgettable. Completely handsome. The, the hottest <laughs> totally. player on the team. Mr. Steal Your Wife. No, but like you want your like punter to look like the guy who like you could forget because when somebody actually does do something bad as a punter, if you have long hair, it's not good, man. It, it just makes it worse. look yeah, it looks so much worse. Yeah, that's a good point. Um and then I wanted to back you up. Uh, sack because you said that Murphy Bunting would make a play and he tipped that one of those first passes I think on like the first Chiefs drive that that probably should have been a touchdown one of the passes that didn't hit a Chiefs receiver in the face mask <laughs> was actually tipped away out of um, reach and we all, all are uh, momentum believers I think that could have been a Huge. momentum play for that team Huge. Um, and then the lineman TD we kind of talked about this off air um, the Tampa Bay uh, the the line the drive where they actually got stopped. Um, I don't know if it was for their first touchdown or if it would have been their second touchdown, but they threw a pass to a lineman who had it in his hands and got slapped out of it by Hitchens. It, would, it was going to be the second touchdown, and yes, I have that on here as a loss, but it was a near miss. Near miss. The fat, no, man, you... the fat man touchdown. I, I was shocked. I like kind of like screamed a little bit. I was like, sure. oh, and he had it in his hands. He had glory in his hands. It's kind of weird that they chose to give the ball to – Ronald Jones, who's a notorious fumbler on that fourth down, instead of giving it to 350-pound Vita Vey. What that would have been great. play that would have been if that guy that would, been, that would be sick. That would have been good. And also, I was, I, I kind of was like, why didn't they just give it to playoff Lenny? Because he's like a much better goal yeah. line back, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, mean, I like not, Rojo a lot. We're not all Matt Nagy. We don't all send our defensive star in motion, in jet motion across <laughs> to, for some reason to distract from the fact there's a linebacker in an offensive formation. Hey, um, hey, Toilet, can you get closer to your mic? Yes. I want to get closer for not only this belch, but um, also I, I, you guys texted me like, oh, my God, this is so sad. The, you know, this is I feel so bad for that guy. And I feel bad for all of you 13-year-old <laughs> chonk boys out there who are wearing a neck roll and are wearing a size youth medium jersey, even though you need an adult small. And you have a big black stripe. Is this stripe. a personal problem? <laughs> yes, on the back of your helmet because you aren't allowed to touch the ball. And your coach was watching that and thinking to themselves, wow, what a dumb play call. I would never – throw a pass to an offensive lineman and you my friend just got cheated out of the opportunity to make the play of your lifetime so from this podcast we're sorry it's a really good observation because i didn't think about all the like cheesehead coaches out there who are gonna be like see that's why you don't that's why you don't pass the ball at the goal line because the opposite is true when i'm watching alabama play offense i'm like oh my god i'm gonna steal that play i'm gonna steal that play i'm so <laughs> not thinking oh i don't actually have five-star recruits all over the field they're not gonna work with sophomores <laughs> the best player at every position in uh, like a national recruiting pool <laughs> <laughs> but we don't think that way we just think results based you know so um those are my takeaways what were some of your guys takeaways oh how do the bets do how did we come out <clears throat> okay so units? we'll go yeah, we'll go. We'll go through. So, um, my original count. If you, uh, I, I used to say, guys, it pays to listen. This past week, it would have paid not to listen, or it would have paid to fade. Actually, <laughs> oh, okay, pay to fade. So we'll start. Um, 
We'll start with me because I actually objectively did the best, not to brag, out of the three of us. Whoa. <laughs> Scored by yourself. Scored by myself. No, I went back and I went back and listened and I wrote things down. See, look. For all the viewers at home on the camera. Okay. I wrote things down. I did win the prop bet though we that we all committed some ten units to. So yes, yes. that on the record. Toilet 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 did win the prop bet by by violating his podcaster oath of supplant of taking his flag out of the ground and throwing it on the ground throwing it <laughs> throwing it to the side <laughs> he sacrificed his territory we're not gonna we're not gonna talk much more about that i gotta pay okay. off my parking ticket <laughs> <laughs> we gotta pay off luke's too while you're at it um okay so i took what so i'm oh i was gonna start i, I started off with the second half over so the over was 27 and a half and i thought hey, the game script, I thought, like, there was going to be, like, a low-scoring first half, and then all of a sudden the, like, afterburners were going to turn on in the second half. No. Nope. was wrong. It was the exact opposite. <laughs> Not quite. I believe <laughs> the over was 27 and a half. I believe there were six points, six, scored in the second half. So that was a loss. 0-1. Then uh, I took the under, 56, 1-1. One one. I know I, I, don't like, I don't like fun, right? No. Um, then, uh, it's, it's those... a very sad place to be, like especially. Well, I guess last year's Super Bowl was good, but we've had a real mixed bag in terms of the quality of the games in very recent years, especially when it involves old Tommy Touchdown, Tom Terrific himself. Yeah, I mean this did this did break the streak of really good Super Bowls. Um... Uh, a streak of one. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you guys didn't. You guys didn't. You guys didn't like the the Rams one. You like no. that because you made money. <laughs> oh, I like it because I like defense. So I'm, a football, I'm a football man. <laughs> I love it when a team child. makes it to the Super Bowl and scores three points. Yeah, oh, if you don't okay, like see, that. You don't like Big Ten football. Actually, <laughs> I okay. See a six what, man front. What we're gonna what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do instead? I'm just gonna go go down the bets and then I'll tally them at the end. So um, then we went into a, a discussion about the Chiefs. Toilet said he's going to hammer the Chiefs. So that was a I, I whatever way you hammered the Chiefs that was a loss either money line <laughs> or by or by the handicap. Um, or any then, prop then, on then, any then, player. That this is this to 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 circle back on our punter suck joke. Toilet hammered the under on punts at six and a half. It hit at seven. So yeah, okay. that was tough. Sad. Okay. Sad. Punters apparently rocked in this Super Bowl. Uh, Toilet also took the over on points. <laughs> 56 we did not did hit really the over yes he said wow. you and i quote i'd be in over territory i can't see a defensive punting showdown <laughs> this wasn't a defensive punting showdown no it just was a slow game it was a half defensive okay so it was a if, half defensive showdown with with a lot of punting if any of those hit the guy in the face mask plays had gone the other way or murphy bunting doesn't like jump out of the gym and tip that pass away that game is at least what did it finish at 31 to 9 mm-hmm. at least could have yeah. been instead of three field goals you could have had three touchdowns you could have two touchdowns and a field goal 17 31 i agree i thought there was going to be a defensive touchdown from from the uh bucks at some point like they were sniffing one yeah also not from like just going through these um gambling results and using results-based thinking like I, I think that there is like a very strong chance that if 
like Travis Kelsey doesn't drop that third down pass yeah. or one of the passes that Patrick Mahomes slings from three inches off the ground, travels 40 yards in the air and smacks a tight end in the face mask. If one of his other players actually like makes a play and brings something down, then the chiefs could have scored two additional touchdowns. And we're looking at a much different ball game there. Like, yes, the uh, Buccaneers defense played out of their minds and but at the same time, like there was an opportunity for the Chiefs to be in the game. They settled for field goals, and when they did have opportunities to make big plays, it just didn't happen. Yeah, and the, yeah I, I agree. were steady all the way through. Yeah, the results, the results-based bias is kind of like showing right now, and this is all for fun, of course. But there is like several instances where Kansas City should have had at least two more touchdowns. Yeah, I think the scheme was also kind of bad. Um, they. Like, you're getting four-man pressure, and they're dropping two deep safeties on almost every play. I think it was, like, 90-something percent of plays, and they blitzed six total times. Like, if the if the team is giving you – like, that's kind of how the Bears play. Like, the, the team is giving you, like, everything in front of you. Like, why don't you just drive the ball, take what's in front of you, take, like, short passes, and, like, officially move, ball, move the ball down the field instead of, like, consistently, like, dropping Pat back, make him wait two or three seconds. He's got no time. Then he's scrambling out and trying to find something down the field. Why yeah. aren't you doing anything in the quick game? Toilet, that's what they were saying. It was, like, it was too – it was taking too long to get, like, Tyreek Hill open. Yeah. You know, so like whatever they were trying to do, it was taking taking too long. But I, I'm serious. Like anytime he gets the ball three yards off the line of scrimmage, I think he's taking it. Yeah, it looked like sometimes they were playing quarters coverage too. So it's like, why don't you just run Tyreek Hill deep and then like like leak someone Football into that talk. void and like throw it like five yards down the field and like a really quick out or like a void route, like right in front. There of was that not a lot of Sammy Watkins to Marcus Robinson, <laughs> who's, who's the other guy. Uh, Pringle uh, Hardman, Pringle, Pringle your, Hardman. Call, your call Hardman. All, uh, all those guys, like, yes, joking, Sammy Watkins, but all those guys were absent from the game. Like, yeah. zero receiving yards for all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's continue on really quick. Talking about the Chiefs. Are, the Chiefs were the reason we all chose to go. Well, actually, Luke, you did not actually make a decision on this one, but you brought it up. The under on the uh, jersey number for scoring was 24 and a half and our our sweet prince robert gronkowski yeah he scored and i believe toilet i think he's 87 you can confirm that that is confirmed him and travis kelsey also weird stat they're the same age which is kind i of didn't weird. that was shocking i couldn't yeah. believe that isn't that insane i think that we should have seen this coming though because that happened the same year as the patriots rams one where gronk was kind of like a non-factor all year long and then they rolled him out of the garage and they just unleashed the beast in uh the Super Bowl, and we probably should have seen that coming. That's kind of egg on our face. Yeah, that was definitely like we should have we should have sprinkled a little bit on a on a Rob Gronkowski will score a touchdown. I think it was yeah. it wasn't even first touchdown. I think will Ro- will Gronk score a touchdown was like five to one or something wow. like that. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. so then speaking of when we did hit uh, anytime touchdown playoff Lenny, thank you. Nice. Uh, moving on, Fat Man touchdown, which we talked about, no dice. But that was kind of crazy. I had no idea that we were even going to get a shot at it. A shot at it, yeah. We were close. Um, we were we were, we were, were not close on this one. Luke, you chose the yellow-green-lime spectrum for Gatorade. Mm. It was blue Gatorade. I felt like that there was value in there. I agree. There are yellow and yellow-green Gatorades that are a variety of flavors. And, of course, for the big tubs, they're also making it out of the powder, which you have to take into consideration. 
There's a yellow powder and a green powder. Like, there's only one kind of blue powder. And I feel like yellow is the most popular flavor. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that's just my personal You're bias. very biased. So biased. Um, speaking of, speaking of, speaking of bias, uh, Luke, you chose the doink special. I don't believe we had any doinks. No, yeah, we I did think not. We were not all, a lot of I kicking, we period. Well, there, I think everybody was four perfect field for... Goals. Yeah, that's field true. Goals. Dude for points. dude for Tampa had a freaking howitzer. Yeah, for one. Um, toilet. You, this was a real. We, instead of calling this a deep play, we're gonna just call this a super sharp play. We'll give you credit for it. The uh, Dieter Auclair touchdown did Ooh. not happen. Yep, not close. <laughs> not close. <laughs> Turns uh, out the Chiefs scored zero touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dieter was was really close though. He was just about as close as anyone to scoring a touchdown. <laughs> um, the Scotty Miller touchdown did not happen, although he did get a couple of did get a couple of shots. He had a cool negative true. three yard rush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the um, scoring drive to be less than the national yeah. anthem. We said no, and there was one. There was a fifty five second scoring drive. Yep. Tom Brady, a touchdown. Yeah, end of the half. Um, I did the Sean Murphy bunting interception. Yes, that did not happen. That sad. was so close, though. I, I bet on that sad. in real life, too, Zach. I, 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 I bet on it in real life, Zach too. special. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> the toilet, this was your. This was honestly the sharpest bet. Of, oh, and then Luke and I, we get credit for a Tampa Bay money line. We both gave that out. And then, toilet, this was the sharpest bet of all. Will the Chiefs be down two or more scores at any point? Yeah, uh, so speaking, speaking of Sean... Sharp. <laughs> Sean Murphy bunting uh, in completely unrelated news, but somewhat related news. Daniel Murphy bunting also retired this week. <laughs> oh, tough he did, week. The he MLB's really foremost Holocaust denier oh, God, <laughs> has, has retired. Oh, disavow, 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 disavow. Um, it was very hard to root for him for those three, three months he was on the Cubs. Well, honestly, the, the, Patrick Mahomes has not lost by double digits since I think we said college. Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas like Texas early Tech. Texas Tech 2016. That was also his 10th loss ever in the NFL, which Stop. is insane. He's never lost in the NFL by more than 10 points. So I feel vindicated if this is the time to the time to be on the wrong side. Both tackles being out, like Zach, you had mentioned, as being one of the critical reasons for why you shouldn't pick the Chiefs. Should have listened to you about that. That seemed like it was the just, most important piece just of information. football guy over here. Football guy. Um, and then Patrick Mahomes was clearly and obviously hurt. And obviously that comes out the day after the Super Bowl. Oh, he needs yeah. surgery? Yeah, you think? Like, he wasn't hurt in that Browns game, like, where he looked like his... Oh, like, if he took an eye chart, he wouldn't be able to see the line below the big E at the top because he still has a concussion. <laughs> so it's it's crazy how well he played, given all those injuries and all the crap that he kind of had to deal with this week. I'm shocked that no one showed up. Like, Travis Kelsey looked like a ghost. Like, he saw a ghost before the game. He was pouting after every single time. He, he missed. He dropped, like three or four passes like he looked yeah. terrible the over on his the over on his receptions hit but that was just all garbage time yeah. it was eight and a half it hit um so just in in summary i counted this up as uh zj three and five toilet one and six luke one and four for a whopping 25 percent Wow. Well, you Hit know rate. what? We were talking a lot of props, and you know, you have to. You we were know, being do... sharp. We were being sharp. If the fat man touchdown hits, it doesn't matter anything else because he would have made so much money. It was like plus twenty. It was like plus two thousand or something like yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. 
Um, All I care about is going one and zero in this Wizards bet. If the, if the, if the Dieter Auclair touchdown hit, then yeah. Toilet wouldn't have to worry about his uh, his his <laughs> counters guy. He could just fire him right now. We were just looking for value, boys. Sometimes you got to dig deep in the well to find <laughs> some. Dig deep, dig dig deep down in that toilet. Um, before we move on to um, some post game discourse. I did want to mention, as an advertising guy, a couple of the advertisements that were featured in this year's yes, Super Bowl. Please go. I have something to say um, too. I, I would too. say, in general, the mood was significantly higher than I was anticipating. I was expecting a lot more dour atmosphere, considering the circumstances. A lot more. We're with you. Does um, dour mean down and sour? Sure. Yeah, like close enough. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> Never some, heard some that. Dour, some dour patch kids. <laughs> Depressed sour patch kids. Dour patch kids are the black licorice flavored sour patch kids. Oh, no. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, the Uber Eats commercial featuring Mike Myers and Dana Carvey as Wayne and Garth filled me with a deep spiritual malaise like like to use uh internet parlance that was a cursed commercial the, they looked older than anyone i've ever seen in my data carby has not life. aged well and the that commercial and like here comes lefty luke is fucking psychotic the message that it's giving out because they paid mike myers and dana carvey probably like a bazillion dollars to come back and do an appearance as a commercial in a commercial as wayne and garth they paid cardi b and then what is it support local restaurants thanks uber didn't um didn't they do a wayne's world commercial a couple years ago isn't there more than one or am I misremembering that? It wouldn't surprise me. I was just gonna, I was going to ask if anybody knows if they've if this is the first time they've reprised those roles. I well, in, in the first things. movie, it's like a joke that they sell out because Wayne's holding up the box of Pizza Hut yeah. and Garth is like decked out in Reebok. But this time it's selling out for the company that's putting a 40% surcharge on any local restaurant for <laughs> delivery. Like, thank you uber for that can i ask you a question how many times during the pandemic did you actually get uber eats i never use uber eats I, or or what or doordash or whatever um I, i'm i'm trying to be a good boy and order through the restaurant as much as oh, possible there you go smart but man. like if i if we do it's grubhub which isn't like that much better i know hypocrite also but like at the same time it, it it just felt bad. It, it felt bad in my heart. Felt like I had agita, like a sour stomach watching that commercial. Uh, yeah, I mean, do you want to continue on with Lefty Luke messages too? What do you mean? You so more? another another Super Bowl, another Super Bowl thought, another Super Bowl ad thought. I got um, the. Uh, I think we <laughs> talked about this before, but this is another one I might chalk up to a proper to a proper gamble. The the predictable outrage of the Dolly Parton five to nine oh, advertisement yeah. for I mean, Squarespace. Yeah, we all saw that coming. I mean, yeah, like, monetize your hobby. Like, you know, it, it's not just like something that you do. It has to become a side hustle. Squarespace sponsor the pod. Um, we love you. <laughs> we'll make a website. <laughs> yeah, we'll make a website. We'll run our payments through you. Um, no, I think it's, I think also it's probably like not a not a good idea to sort of glorify side hustles in a pandemic where most people are kind of struggling to make ends meet 
at their primary job. Just a thought. Just a thought. But yeah, I get that- the romantic idea behind, you know, bootstrapping your own biz, which is this is exactly you could play back our last our last episode and we're going to say the exact same thing. But yes. a lot of the gig economy jobs are just as soul crushing as as your office job, your run of the mill office job. I mean, yeah, like sure, like you can work for DoorDash and you can feel good because they're paying the license Big Bird and David Diggs for their commercial during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Isn't that fun, folks? Uh, my first commercial thought was um, related to the 3D Doritos commercial. Mm. And I didn't really care for the commercial. I thought it was pretty blah. But my overall response was, wow, I'm so old now that this wasn't a thing, became a thing when I was a kid, went away, and now it's back again. That's how old I am. It went away for more than a decade. Are you <laughs> talking about 3D Doritos back. or Shaggy? <laughs> 3D Doritos and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. Oh, that the Matt, uh, Shaggy wasn't in the 3D Doritos one. That's my bad. Yeah, that was the uh, Hand up. Cheetos. Cheetos Hand up. with me, uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. I'm going to take a lap. Toilet. I remember loving the jalapeno cheddar 3D Doritos as a kid. Those oh things were dank. Luke, in a, in a matchup of 3D Doritos and Takis, what are you taking? I haven't had a 3D Dorito in so long, and I didn't have a Taki as a kid. I bet I wouldn't have liked Takis as much as a kid. Can I do a uh, brief update on Show and Yell? Yes. Yeah, please. Uh, so after Show and Yell last week, I found um, sunflower seeds that are Taki Fuego flavored, and they were excellent. Ooh, that's oh, good to know. Were they David, good. or what are, what are they flavored? Are they Biggs? Um, I, I think they were Biggs. I got them at the Dollar Tree. So check out your local Dollar Tree. Got it. Shop local. And, uh, <laughs> Shop buy a, local. Buy a <laughs> your one... local Dollar General, a massive global corporation. <laughs> Praying on tree. The praying on the the uh, wealth inequality. Let's go. Dollar Tree, not Dollar General. Dollar okay. General's garbage. Dollar Tree is the real thing. Dollar Tree sponsor the pod. Sponsor the pod. I Do they have the red so dust much. on them? They have all. It's the flavor is perfect. Actually, I think it's actually a better flavor than Takis because you can really taste the lime uh, that mm. I had the bag that I had. So it was a really nice compliment of like the spiciness plus the lime. So. Um, yeah, but, but what, does it have the red come? dust? That's like the thing that bugs me the most about Takis and why I do the lame thing and eat them with chopsticks. Do the sunflower seeds have the dust on them? Uh, okay, so I'm going to be completely transparent here. I like to open the bag of sunflower seeds and dump them into my mouth. Yeah. man. I don't get any of the Wait. dust. On my, I'm not a dust on my hands guy. I dump Wait. Pringles in my mouth. I dump, I dump it in my mouth. I do okay. not transfer with my hands i'm hitting the 15 second reverse button right yep. now on yep. luke you eat takis with chopsticks yeah and flaming hot cheetos and like sometimes regular cheetos that that is fucked up i'd rather explains you a lot it into, dump it into your mouth like a man yeah use a spoon out of a bowl cereal style um i mean i do pour it into a bowl i just use chopsticks to pick it up and you know what I have absolutely zero regrets about that. Like, I prefer boneless wings. I'll eat Takis and Flamin' Hot Cheetos with chopsticks. Wow. This is George Costanza over here. You think you know Say, somebody. Yeah, you're going to eat your Dower Patch kids with a fork now. <laughs> My general commercial takeaway was, wow, 
these people had an entire year <laughs> to come up with a commercial for the Super Bowl. Everyone's been at home coming up with cooking up great ideas and they came up this is just probably the worst slate of commercials nothing was memorable i didn't even get upset about any of the commercials like usually there's a dumb shit coke commercial that's super self-important or whatever and like mr planter dies last year like that was dumb as shit like there wasn't even something dumb or noteworthy it was just like bad and boring and lame uh bruce springsteen standing in the middle of like oklahoma or something next to a jeep didn't didn't do it for you nope didn't move the needle at all. Getting uh, shot into space to help kids with cancer or whatever. Not moving the needle. Nope. Absolutely nothing. Guys, uh, playing playing your keyboard alone in a field for oat milk didn't do it for you. Uh, gonna say I had no response there, Chief. All right. Yeah, you should be ashamed, Luke. You should toilet, be ashamed. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, I think that ultimately, um, what, what you're seeing is that brands don't need the Super Bowl to like start or launch a campaign. So the the very least thing that they can do is just like try and hold your attention for like a second. That's what they're trying to do. They're not trying to create a meme because they can do that at any other time throughout the year. Give me um, some puppy monkey baby. Give me some puppy monkey oh. baby was dynamite. Was at that like two thousands wrapped up? In like yes. one moment, yes. that was like two th- early two early or like early aughts humor was just wrapped up in puppy monkey baby. True yep. early aughts humor was like the original E Trade babies. Bud Wiser. Oh, remember, um, Go Daddy? You almost got to see some boobs during the Super Bowl. The the really hot girl making out with like the dumpy looking guy for thirty seconds. Go Daddy. Was that That's, a Super Bowl commercial? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that sounds right. They had I remember several th- of them. Yeah. Paris Hilton eating like the gigantic cheeseburger on the yep. hood yeah, of the Carl's car. Yeah, Carl's Jr. Yep. We didn't get any of those. They weren't going to make any of those either. In Thanks the for nothing, year of our Luke. Lord 2021. Yeah. Um, we were going back to good, wholesome Christian commercials like Nick Jonas telling you where to get your diabetes testing supplies. <laughs> oh, what about the Scientology ads? Did you guys get those? No. No. Huh. Sounds There's like Scientology deep ads. Deep state down there. It's shocking that I would get Scientology ads down <laughs> in Tennessee. <laughs> We're more along the lines of where to find your diabetes medicine from Nick Jonas. <laughs> um, but overall, I would say that the product in total was pretty mediocre, kind of boring. Uh, shout out to one oh tricks point never for getting the sound direction on the halftime show. Oh, halftime show! You want to you want to talk about the halftime show? I don't have a ton of thoughts. I don't really have a ton of thoughts either. It's the same the game, the commercials, and the halftime show. They were all fine. Meh. Yeah, just meh. 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 Happened. Ham not sandwich. Offensively bad. Ham sandwich. I'm not saying no. I'm saying, uh, okay. I guess. I guess that's what's in the fridge. Yeah, in the pantry. I guess yep. I'll take it. I got there mayo. Were, there were better games. There were, you know, more entertaining football. There were better live musical performances on television. This one was just, eh. It was the perfect one to not be able to watch with you boys because I didn't really care. I, I missed watching it with you too, Toilet. Um, 
There was something interesting that happened after the Super Bowl, though, that I did want to touch on. The Masked Singer? (laughs) The Equalizer? (laughs) No, and definitely not any one of the CBS shows, which is about, like, a CIA agent who, like, shoots a cult leader in Oklahoma or something (laughs) like that. Um, No, on Twitter the following day, uh, there was some inevitable discourse about uh, Tom Brady and where he ranks not as the greatest quarterback of all time because I feel like or the greatest football player of all time that conversation is pretty much dusted at this point like he's far surpassed Joe Montana like if you're going to make an argument for Aaron Rodgers or like Barry Sanders or something like that like not on this podcast not not on this podcast people will make it but like Tom Brady is the best quarterback of all time. Like that that conversation is over. It's now shifted to where does Tom Brady rank in the greatest athletes of all time? And I don't know where you guys come out on this, but cross sport athlete comparisons are exceedingly stupid. Yeah. I heard one. I heard one where someone's like, "Well, Brady didn't compared to MJ." It's like, "Well, Brady never had to play defense. <laughs> MJ had to play player. offense and defense." One yeah, tool there we player. go. One tool player. Conversation over. Good job, Luke. Michael <laughs> Jordan is the greatest player of all time. Done. And we then, of course, the takes start to get um, inevitably more esoteric. Uh, the big one that came up was serena williams and it's like football quarterback professional tennis player both extremely accomplished but like why like how is this even comparable like and people were getting pissed about it too because obviously like the question becomes way more loaded when you're talking when like the discourse shifts like that yeah we're definitely a roger federer the goat podcast here when um, you are comparing an 11 on 11 sport to a one on one sport, you've just completely lost me. Um, actually, and then some people were like, uh, actually, it's Bill Russell. And it's like, <laughs> no, it's not. Shut up. It's not Bill Russell. Those Quiet. are all Bill, all Bill Simmons burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Bill Russell won 11 championships. Great dude. Faced a lot of struggles in his career. It's not Bill Russell. Sorry. Yeah, Robert Ori won seven championships, all right? Now now Tom Brady is on Robert Ori status. They're on the same level. Um, it's definitely not Babe Ruth. So we can we can cut that shit out right now. Like, it wasn't some, it's, like... Based what? on some stupid statistical thing, somebody's going to be like, it's actually Mike Trout because nobody's ever led the MLB in war before this many times, blah, blah, blah. It's actually Elliot Kipchoge who has run a marathon in under two hours. Anybody else try fucking doing it. But I actually have a solution to this problem. Are are you ready for it? Yeah. Uh, The best athlete on earth is whoever is the current heavyweight heavyweight MMA title holder because they could kill anyone with their bare hands. Mm. They could win a fight against anyone. Best athlete of but, all time or best athlete currently? Well, you tell them that they're not the best athlete of all time. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, true. This is very good. I don't want to. I don't want to get in that argument with uh, the heavyweight MMA champion of the world. I think and, Luke. Go ahead. 
I mean, they can have the conversation among themselves, but if we're going to boil it down to, like, the barest essentials of, like, what is sport, then, like, you have to go back to the original sports, which are running, throwing things, and beating Wrestling. each other. <laughs> Wrestling. Like a, like a decathlon, but we'll update some of those events to be uh, uh, bareback wrestling. Uh, my, so, I, uh, I would say, I'll, I'll pick us back up. If you had to do a cross sport decathlon what would it be like one event would be running one event would maybe be throwing a football another one would be like Uh, shooting three pointers three pointers no we're talking we have to do something uh, like equivalent to the sport like i don't know maybe sinking a drill a 25 (laughs) a 25 foot putt i don't know but you're talking about people who played team sports and comparing them to people who play individual sports. So you have to take those individual sport players and put them on a team with the 2019 New England Patriots and see how many games they win. Cool. I'm going to put Roger Federer in at left guard. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Luke, you just walked in to the mistake of watching or listening to or consuming any kind of sports media on the Monday after the Super Bowl. And oh, yeah, it wasn't you, even you, you sports got some, media. It's sports Twitter. You like, got some, into some, yeah, you got into some deep Twitter you, threads. You there, probably sir. get the dumbest shit being talked about on the Monday after the Super Bowl where it's like, well, we could recap the game, but everyone just watched the game. So why don't we just bring up the dumbest topic possible? Oh, can I bring up a really dumb topic related to the Super Bowl? Perfect. Okay, have you guys seen a couple of the these um, this latest craze uh, in in a suburban type method? Northwestern Ooh. women of the suburbs, right? Yep, you you um, said all my trigger words. I mean, uh, in a in a in a, in a, in a if you envision a uh, a kitchen mm-hmm. that has a big island in the middle. Okay, you're killing me right now. It's got <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's got a gather sign. Okay. Okay. And it's got a lot. Of, it's got it's got some some people over. Not a lot. We're okay. social distance. We got some people okay. in the middle on this island. Mm-hmm. There aren't trays of snacks, of appetizers, maybe a, 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 a container with some some drinks on ice or anything. No, there's a fucking nacho stand set up, but on the fucking table. Have you guys seen this nacho cra- nacho table craze? So this is like a uh, this is a TikTok food thing, right? I I think so. I don't know. I've been seeing I've been seeing this a bunch lately, and it's like people who are making full blown nachos on a countertop, and they're like they're like using putty knives and like scooping it over like they're at Cold Stone Creamery, but just doing it straight on the countertop. Yes, on the straight on the countertop, and you are expected to scoop. And I saw one person actually made a a like waffle cone out of a tortilla, and they're like scooping the nachos inside oh. to this waffle cord tortilla. But like one of the problems is, is like when I'm looking at it, besides just kind of like I don't know how you eat it, uh, but it's like none of it's warm too. There's cheese straight from the straight from the fucking can. I could not be more out on this idea. I had to look up what you were talking about because I couldn't imagine, like, okay, there's no way he's actually talking about it being just on the countertop. But, yeah, you're talking about just raw dog in your countertop and covering <laughs> it with liquid cheese and chips. I'm yeah, it's, so deeply, it's deeply disturbing. Invite Luke over. He'll bring some chopsticks. 
we're, we're we're never getting out of this fucking pandemic like yeah. we're we're <laughs> For 13 months into this <laughs> damn thing, and someone's like, What if we just poured cheese on our countertops? <laughs> like, even not in a pandemic, I think people would be a little sus, like digging in there. They're like, At least I have the, I have like a, an aura of, I don't know, some maybe it's not so gross when it's in a bowl, right? You don't think that there's as many like bacteria or whatever, but you're like, Nope, we're just coming in from all the sides here, like coming from the left, coming from the top coming on the side like boom like just it's just oh it feel it it's so disturbing you know like how our grandparents generation they would always say like they grew up during the depression so they're more frugal or like less wasteful with certain things like our big lesson coming out of this is just like we're gonna go more stupid like yeah. we're, things are gonna get way more stupider up in here like next it's just gonna be i don't know a, a kitty pool full of bruschetta like how do you get grosser <laughs> than countertop nachos like just making a giant guacamole like in the bottom of your sink like <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna dump chili onto the countertop and you're just gonna have to use like a putty knife to scoop is- it off the edge into your bowl this is what people like, though, like eating sushi off a boat. Like, that's all I wanted for my birthday. Like, if we if we open Q and Nan, we should specialize <laughs> in not using unconventional things to serve people food. It could be a Frisbee golf disc. Maybe we have a little Frisbee golf putting green in the back. When you're done eating, you just throw it in a little container. It gets washed. <laughs> no, no, no. What happens, no, what happens to it is you get served <laughs> on a plate, and then when you're done, it turns into a Frisbee. Yeah, and you there can you take a Frisbee home. Yeah, you could take the free, or you could just go throw it into the. Uh, oh no, no, no! Then in the back we have a hole set up, and you can throw it, and you can. If your meal's if you, free, if you sink it. Meal's free if you sink it. If you miss it, you pay double. You pay double. <laughs> this is our gas price lottery theory. What, okay. what you're missing is that they they flip it over and fill it up with uh, chicken vindaloo before, and they they serve it to you by throwing it at you, and you have to catch it. <laughs> and yeah you're actually given like an entire like like chain link fence thing right for like mm-hmm. the holes to catch it um you guys have perfectly segued me into two count them two of my topics do you guys want to hear about um pokemon unboxing from a uh fast food restaurant or do you want to hear about chip and joanna Gaines? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Chip and Joanna Gaines. So you talked about the gather sign over the large kitchen island. I had an epiphany over the weekend. Um, So if you're unfamiliar, Chip and Joanna Gaines are pretty popular on HGTV. Um, They're pretty popular in terms of like helping. They kind of do like the start to finish. They help you find the house. They do all the renovations. They pick everything out with you. They do the design. And then eventually they show you what they've done at the end. Yeah. Worst house in the best area solely responsible for removing every single working class person from the city of Waco, Texas and moving them out into the middle of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. To build Um, like $600,000 shiplap monstrosities. Correct. Um, And Joanna Gaines has kind of come into her, her her own, had a little name for herself. She's got her own design line. That's popular at target. I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar. Don't even it's, it's just Zach's wife. Oh okay. my God! Just a hundred dollars every time. Okay, walking so you're, through there. you're gonna love this. Joanna no. Gaines is not style. Joanna Gaines is the absence of style. 
I love this take so much. Oh, please I, go. I, 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 I see where you're going with this toilet, and I, I feel this. I, I, I feel a, a kindred spirit with you for saying this. Please continue. Uh, I, I'm ready to go. I don't have anything prepared, but I'm so ready to go. I, I'm glad you're in this, this, uh, this locomotive with me on this train ride through Hellscape of interior design so at first i'm like oh okay like i'll I'll, you know i you know these these, this is a couple they got a family i'm in like let's see what they're gonna do and then they do the same fucking fucking thing thing. yes every fucking house they do hardwood floors open kitchen concept not hardwood floors they throw laminate on top of whatever the subflooring is or yeah they, they make it look like a hardwood floor or they do a hardwood floor they restore the hardwood floor whatever they make it look like hardwood and then they do as much white as they possibly can yep mm-hmm shiplap don't forget the open shiplap, kitchen the open, open concept kitchen yeah but like i guess like my gen like just her style her style is natural wood look reclaimed white, wood reclaimed wood whatever wood white and then plants that's it. And, oh, I guess you could throw in word art. Those, those yeah, are yeah, a lot of, the lot of word art. I mean, we've we've gone over word art before. Word art, wood, white, and plants. That's not style. That is the absence of style. There's absolutely no substance there whatsoever. And like that is something that speaks to like ninety percent of people. Is they like wood. They like things that are white and clean. And most people like plants because it livens up a room. Um, I would love to see a check-in of all these people uh, uh, six months after Joanna Gaines leaves, and they're like, "Yeah, all my plants are dead. Um, I don't know how to. I'm not a fucking arborist. I don't know how to take care of all these effing plants. So everything's dead now. Everything is stained because it's all, everything they bought me was white, and I can't do anything <laughs> clean. Yeah, I'm all like, my stupid kids are running around not eating their takis with chopsticks and yeah. wiping their hands all over the walls. It wasn't me. Um, uh, toilet. You're, so yeah, you're, go ahead. What you got? You're absolutely right, and. I think what it comes down to is that when they get done with these houses, they do not look like places in which humans live. It looks like a CGI that realtors use to like dress up a house before it's being shown. Like there's no furniture that even resembles something that like a human would sit in. Like where is the couch that you're going to sit in for 12 fucking hours on a Sunday because you're hungover? Where are like the pictures of your family? Where where does all your shit go? Where where is your shit? We all know that you've got a bunch of shit. I mean, I guess these houses are gigantic, so they probably have the hidden rooms that are just full of the shit. But then like you, you want all your shit. You bought all of it. So where are you going to put it? Yeah. Nowhere. And and they all look the same. They they all look the same. And now you can get that like made in like not even China made by like slave labor in Indonesia for like 10% of the cost to target, except it's made out of plastic instead of wood. Yeah. And then you go with your wife to Target and you spend a hundred dollars and you have a piece of work Ugh. pillow, you have a white soap holder, and you have a, a white ladle holder. Candles, hey, I man. bought us more hurricanes. <laughs> candles, man. They're just they're candles. They're just they're everywhere. I've got this hurricane and it looks like the base is tied up with a rope. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Zach. I should have given you a trigger warning. I'm really sorry. Uh, I, I got this sign party. above. For, our, for above our dog's bowls, it says woof. It costs $12. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the other segment I alluded to was uh, we we had a happy birthday for Zach a couple weeks ago. You had a happy birthday to me. Not so happy birthday. It's also Pokemon's birthday. Happy 25th birthday to Pokemon. Yeah. Did you get that from McDonald's? So I am holding up a happy meal that looks like a Pikachu face because Pikachu is doing a promotion for Pokemon. It's Pokemon's 25th birthday this year. Um, and I thought we could do a live unboxing of some Pokemon cards that were included in my happy meal. Let's, oh my gosh. <laughs> so we, I, you know, oh, we got a, we got a shiny. That's exciting. We got a shiny. I don't know what this is. Snivy. We got a shiny. I don't know what this is. We got a Piplup, Charizard. Piplup. And we got a Cyndaquil. Wow. Oh my gosh, I three, don't know any three of those starter are. Pokemon from oh, Generation and I got an Five. Oshawott too. Oh, four starter Pokemon. Four starter Pokemon. Yeah. Um, so Pokemon is back. Pokemon Snap is back in April. Spend sixty dollars, take a bunch of pictures of Pokemon. Wait, are you not going game. to unbox the cheeseburger that came with it and eat it in one bite? Oh, I ate it already. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was tiny. It was tiny. It was four dollars. You get um a, you get six nuggets or you get a burger and then you get fries and apple slices or you can just get a larger order of fries and no apple slices. <laughs> because you get the larger order of fries? No, I did get the apple slices. Oh, I'm like, good oh, for you. Okay, I'm going to try it out. I did apple slices and the apple juice. The apple slices were just like apple texture, <laughs> like uh, Apple substitute. Apple substitute, like... It did not taste like an apple at all. It's and it a was... Ziploc bag full of the apple pie filling that doesn't. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> that is exactly what it tasted like. Um, it had it had almost no flavor whatsoever. So that is an that... abysmal value for a Happy Meal. Pokemon $4. cards aside, four dollars for that is a lot. You could be a king at Taco Bell for that amount of money. Yeah, for real. Even though Taco Bell has gotten incrementally more expensive. But they're bringing back potatoes, so it's all fine. The, yeah. Do they not do a kids menu at Taco Bell? No, I don't think they do. Not you kids just, friendly. You just gotta be like a cool ass kid and be like, "Yeah, I'm getting a soft taco, <laughs> condiment Jeez. taco." Yeah, I'm getting a uh, Crunchwrap Supreme. Bomb. <laughs> yeah, uh, chicken quesadilla is probably like the big kid order at uh, yeah. Taco Bell. Cheesy yeah. roll up. Yeah, that, that's the kid item. Cheesy roll up is a garbage item. A quesadilla is infinitely better. Well, we agree. We're also adults who buy Happy Meals and play with Pokemon cards, but we were adults <laughs> when we get to Taco Bell. We're men. Men doing men's stuff. Um, I'm a man. I'm 30. Uh, do you guys want to jump into another topic? You want to take a quick break? Uh, I think we can take a quick break, and then Zach has a little reading set. <laughs> talking about cursing ones we're not talking about any of those oh my god any of those rumors that's the fake news media <clears throat> driving up the price you know what we we've done uh about 50 minutes or so on football we have to you know stretch out what, what remains with football over the course of the next eight months can, can i do can i give one can i do one shout out real quick yes R.I.P. to Marty Schottenheimer. 
Did you see the obituary that he got? Yes. In oh my gosh. Today? So people are putting it side by side with like the one for the ISIS leader. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. Well, for those for the for our listeners at home, Marty Schottenheimer was a just a great football guy, great football coach, and some would argue that he gave us one of the greatest gifts of the 2000s to 2010s. He gave us Phil Rivers. We need to thank him for Phil Rivers. <laughs> He also got fired after going 14 and 2, which is like something even the Bears wouldn't do. Schottenheimer appreciation moment. Schottenheimer appreciation moment. All time name, too. Schottenheimer. But his obituary was uh, Marty Schottenheimer, who often struggled in the playoffs and passed away yesterday. No, it was Marty. I'm reading it. Marty Schottenheimer, comma, NFL coach whose teams wilted in the postseason, comma, <laughs> dies at 77. Oh, my God. That, that is so bad. Uh, it's the seventh winningest coach in NFL history, and that's the obituary you get. Did he, like, is, is I don't know. Did he piss off Jeff Bezos at some point in the past? Is Bezos a Chargers fan? <laughs> nah, Bezos is probably a Seattle fan. He probably doesn't. He's probably upset with Brian Schottenheimer's play calling last year. There you go. It's, it's transferred over to his father via the editorial board. All right, boys, you want to do a little read, read, uh, read aloud? Yeah. Read and riff. Okay, so I sent this, found this tweet, and it's a, uh, it's it's a, it's a wedding invitation, and it's in, and it's written in this style where I guess it's supposed to connect the maybe, um, in your face attitude of the bride and groom. Some people are trying to be trying to be a little funny, but anyways, let's uh, let's go with it. We're just you gonna start, you, and you feel free to re- interrupt anytime when you guys have anything to say. Just say it. Yeah, you know what it reminded me of. I, what? I think that this uh, they deleted it. This particular um, style of writing was very endemic of Reddit in like 2014, yes. when people were like idolizing samuel l jackson in some of his iconic roles and the vulgarity that came with it um but just did a ended up doing a terrible fucking samuel l jackson impersonation this was lukewarm funny seven years ago so to see it come up in such a context in 2021 is especially egregious yeah it's kind of like super epic bacon sriracha humor from like the early aughts (laughs) That's like somehow found its way into this uh, into this wedding invitation. So, okay, I'll just describe it for the viewers at home. It is a um, lovely print invitation. Uh, it looks kind of like it's on decent-ish paper. Uh, there is a border going around that are nice, beautiful. I don't even know what you call those. Look, are those palm? Almost look like palm. Palm banana leaves. leaves. They're banana leaves. They're banana leaves with a nice little chevron black and white in the background very very tasteful uh looks good so let's start we're gonna start we're gonna start on the front page in bold letters it says hey fuck face 
<laughs> I Folks, believe. Uh, don't don't we love calling our friends fuckface? Yeah, in, as, in as, you know, I, I don't I don't call I you know I, I guess I should be calling him fucklet instead of toilet. This but, is a text I, that you send to your friend when they're like hungover at a bachelor party, not on your wedding invitation. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't even know. I can't even really pronounce the first name. I, it says like Esman, or it might be Simon. I think I'm, I'm going to go with Simon and Anna. So, hey, fuckface is in type, and then Simon and Anna have so kindly written in their own names. So now we're going to keep going. Here is the brief summary of what this is about. As you know, we got fucking engaged, and now we've got to plan a motherfucking wedding. You're so fucking amazing. You made the cut. So there wow, we go. We got a couple, cool. a couple of f bombs right off the like, top there. Sounds like a couple that starts the day with a monster energy drink. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a question later. You hold on to that toilet. We're gonna ruminate on what sort of couple this is. We're gonna try and get some descriptors out there. Uh, so then, I think what's awesome is uh, they also tell you that you've made the cut. So you are a good enough friend, fuckface, that you made the cut. Yeah, that, uh, reminiscent of um, Facebook when people would purge their friends and it was like, hey, just purge my friend. <laughs> yes. If you're seeing this, you made, the, you cut. made the cut. And it's like, I'm fucking deleting you, bitch. <laughs> like, I didn't want to make this cut. I didn't try out for this team. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next segment is the RSVP and it says, so dot dot dot. Are you fucking coming? Your choices are fuck yes. Fuck no fuck you i'll take the third <laughs> and then all of a sudden uh we we get a what brief I, I would have checked fuck yes and fuck you just so <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly uh, we get a by, by the way when we did our wedding invitations some of the freestyles that you guys sent back were just were were amazing <laughs> i loved it but anyways this next segment is uh, they kind of break character a little bit and they say please arrive at 3 30 p.m for a 4 p.m garden ceremony at our house yeah, of course, like when it comes to like their own convenience, it's not going to be like you can show up whenever the fuck you want. No, of course, <laughs> that's not going to be how the invitation goes. It's like, OK, now we're all going to be very nice to each other. You're going to show up at our backyard wedding cheap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is a backyard wedding somewhere in like South Britain, too. So I, I, I was guessing uh, thing. The, the UK or Australia, but yeah, good call. But um, the garden ceremony starts at 4 p.m., but you can fuck off at 11.30 p.m. Whoa. Jesus. There's no question mark at the end. No. Mm -mm. It's... Uh, no, it's just over. It. You know, it's like get the fuck out. Literally saying get the fuck out at eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah, really. And then I think this is uh I don't know. This looks like it's an insert because it's not on the actual invitation itself because it's a folded piece of paper, but it still has the same border, still says the same type font. But this second page says, "Shit, you need to know, children, leave your little shits behind. We want to get fucked." <laughs> i know they, they probably needed to add an up at the end of there but that's uh it leaves a little too much to be subject to interpretation is that a thing like you just say like oh this wedding is not going to be kid friendly it's gonna be pg-13 say don't bring your kids like how is that a thing yeah I, that's definitely what if you can't thing? get child that's definitely well that well we we did that for we did that for our wedding we just said 
our reception was like, I think we just said like adults only. At the reception, but not the wedding. Oh yeah, at the reception. But th- this wedding is in their fucking backyard, <laughs> so your kids can fuck off. As there will be a cage <laughs> for the children. Bring your own cage. Bring your own cage. So then the dress code is: wear what the fuck you like. Smart casual. Go butt fucking naked for all we care. I mean, that's why the kids can't show up. That's because <laughs> people are looking to get Canadian showed up naked. Because these epic bacon obese Britons <laughs> are gonna show up in this backyard with their uncircumcised dicks out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wedding sponsored by Crayola. <laughs> And all the crayons are white. You want to know where all the white crayons went? <laughs> They're at this wedding. Uh, okay, so then the next the next segment is about hotels. It says hotels. Google it, you lazy fuck. I actually thought that was kind of funny. Of all the lines of this, I thought that was the funniest one. Yeah, you know, you don't want to get a wedding block to convenience or, you know, your out-of-town guests or something like that. You know, Google it, you lazy fuck. Get the fucking wallet out, why don't you? So next one says taxis, as above. I believe that means uh, Google it, you lazy fuck. Then the next one, I guess this is this, this is this is them being um, this is them being very very sincere and being very thoughtful. They said parking. On a serious note, please park your car at your hotel. Hmm. Wow. Well, not park wherever the fuck you want. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna park in your fucking backyard because I'm so, showing up naked. <laughs> Google it, you lazy fuck. I'm here to make a point. <laughs> I'm here this, to make a point. This is this is just this is just the best part. This is the this is when they break character in the in the the absolute moment with their hat in hand, but they say wedding gifts. If you did want to give a wedding gift, a small <laughs> contribution to our honeymoon would be perfect. <laughs> yeah, of course that's the time when it's not like Oi Dickhead, like, <laughs> do oh, whatever yeah, the fuck you want. But um, we are taking gifts, and we want cash. <laughs> We're going to Bora Bora, and we need the cash to pay we for it. We aren't registered anywhere. We just want cold, hard cash for jet skis. And, and look, I, I get it, because I've never given anything other than cash as a wedding gift. Um, but I know that it's gauche just to say, like, all that we want is money, even though for many couples the reality is, like, all you want is cash money, but you have to have a wedding registry of like queen sheets, a set of bowls, and then please, for the love of God, cash. <laughs> Everything yeah. from the Magnolia Farms Chip and Joanna Gaines selection at Target. I can tell you that is a big divide between the olds and the youngs. What to get for weddings. The olds do not want to give cash. Yeah, because the olds bought a house for $25,000 and then needed the appliances and didn't spend their 20s accumulating the appliances and needing the house. That's an interesting parallel, Luke. I never thought of it that way. I think if you pulled anyone in their 20s, fit 95% of them own a Keurig or a way to make a pour over coffee or a French press, and 5% of them own a home. Yeah, well, that's they're, they're absolutely all, true. Yeah, they're all too busy. We're all too busy eating avocado toast. <laughs> eating baby carrots on your podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't eaten. <laughs> I haven't eaten either. The Happy Meal was not enough food to sustain me. It's not enough. Um, okay, and then the last thing is uh, dietary requirements. Eat what the fuck you're given, you fat fucker. 
I have, a, I have an allergy to shellfish. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be even fatter, you fuck. Yeah, you know, I am deathly allergic to peanuts. Oi, eat it, you fuck. I'm glad they were well, cons- Go ahead. We're getting catering from Beige Pub. All the food there is beige. <laughs> <laughs> Just buying as a mash. You're still hungry? Go to the kebab shop. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I'm glad they were at least consistent throughout and uh, kept the same tone and just ended with a big F-bomb at the end. So this is a wedding I would attend for sure. So who's this couple? The worst people that you know. The, the no. worst people that you know. Yes. I mean, it's like, no. So wife no. is like wife is kind of like into adult Disney, maybe sells like, you know, no. No. M2, M2M products on Facebook. Okay, maybe that, yes. Um you guys have not been to enough crappy weddings. Have you ever been to a Sunday wedding where there was no alcohol? Uh, okay. I, I'm... I've been to a no booze wedding before. Sunday I... wedding, no alcohol in a, like everything was Van Heusen. Like, <laughs> straight up Van Heusen. But yeah, but was it like, you'll show the fuck up and like it? Or is like, please come to our wedding. Like, at uh, least a modicum of human decency. Did, did, did they at least, like, give, like, did they make you take up your whole day for this, or did it only take, like, an hour or two? It was a couple hours. It started probably around four, and I was probably out of there by, like, nine. Okay, that's, like, that's like your day. I, yeah. I mean, this is the benefit of owning a flask. No wedding is a no-booze wedding when you're carrying a flask. <laughs> Amen. When you're, when you're an alcoholic, anywhere is a bar. So, I mean, I, I bring that approach with me, not just to weddings, but to any occasion. I think this is like your super erratic friend, your monster energy-fueled friend, um, your friend that you wouldn't even trust to come to your house to water plants. Um, yeah. This friend mm-hmm. doesn't text you on your birthday. This friend, um, you would not want to really introduce them to your family. Um, but you know, if you were around this friend, this friend would actually like defend you. Um, this friend would, you know, share some good times, some good laughs and things like yeah, that. But not an def- actual person you trust. He definitely makes too many advances, subtle advances on your wife or girlfriend. This is a friend <laughs> who would glass a Liverpool fan for insulting West Ham United. Um <laughs> Both of the the, the the couple is co- like hitting someone in the face with a tumbler because they insulted your favorite soccer team, Zach. Um, both of these people are covered in tattoos. Um, both of them have been completely disowned by their families. Yes, you're you're going too far. I'm going. Husband- I'm going too far. Uh, the wedding invitation that told me the guest to fuck off. <laughs> the, the husband definitely. He definitely has an ironic mustache, and he brews his own beer. Big time. Big time. Yeah. He's. They're trying to be cheeky. I think they're trying to be funny, and they they genuinely think this is. I don't know if they genuinely think it's funny. I think they were just like, this will be a funny, different thing to do. I think like the worst people on earth. Like they invite you to their wedding in vegas expect you to come and like guilt trip you into like feeling shitty about like oh you really don't want to take time off work to come to my vegas wedding like those are the worst people on earth okay yes i i think that like there is a deeper level to it i just think that this is like rude like there's a yeah, way to be I think cheeky at the end of it, yeah there's a way to be cheeky and funny about it and the execution flopped because it was so over the top like you can make that joke you can make the joke once yeah you can you can do this thing 
once and it's not hey fuck face to kick it off it's probably like like you said zach like for for taxis it's saying like call a fucking uber like we all know how to do this or something yeah, like ex- that exactly this is like this is like volume joke guy who's like gonna probably hit on like 20 to 30 percent of his jokes yeah. No, totally. You're not a volume joke guy. You're 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 Steph Curry of a joke guy. This is a guy who like makes a bunch of inappropriate jokes that makes people feel uncomfortable, and he's just gonna keep going at it. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to uh, recall all the Pokemon card uh, wedding invitations that I have in production. Right <laughs> that would be po- creative. That would be a, creative. I don't have a date. I don't have a wife, but I have a theme, baby. It is Pokemon. Pokemon cards. Also, Zach, I'm going to disagree with you on the quality. This looks like it was printed on 8x11, like, printer paper. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You could totally... Yeah, one part of it is definitely, like, a paper folded up into an envelope. The other one looks like maybe there might have been some stationery definitely purchased at an Office Max. British Office Max. Office shop. <laughs> Um, all right, great segment, Zach. Luke, what do you got? I feel like I've Reed hit a riff. lot of mine so far. What do you got? Um, let, let's see. Um, I guess this is something that we can talk about. This is completely a non sequitur and apropos of nothing, but we're getting to, you know, like around the end of the show. So let's just do like a like a grab bag. Notebook yes. dump. Quick, quick notes. Our field notes dump. All right, hey Luke, uh, what do you got this week, my man? Oh, hi Hank. I was watching the Super Bowl. Um, oh, you were. A, yes. Oh, wow. With, with a couple of people, and somebody put everything bagel seasoning on uh, pigs in a blanket. Oh. Which you know wasn't bad. I mean, toilet shaking ahead his head. It's poppy seeds. It's garlic salt and onion it's, salt it's, like it's a fucking chicago dog like that's what the chicago dog like, uh, ingredients are uh, uh yeah more or less yes it's as close to a chicago dog as you're gonna get with a pig in a blanket and um one of the people we were with said like oh man i used to love it when the bagel dog truck came and one of the other people was like, oh, yeah, I absolutely loved it, too. When the Schwann's truck came and they brought the bagel dogs, like, this was the best thing ever. And I, I was sitting there being like, what the what the fuck is going on here? Like, what are we talking about? All, all of these people grew up in the same general area as we did and have this shared memory of the Schwann's truck, which is apparently this truck that drove around and delivered frozen meat products to houses and, and this it's is like, a first i've ever heard of this yeah no clue and sounds when, awesome when, when they first said the bagel dog truck i was envisioning like an ice cream truck of a guy who just showed yes. up and not not delivering you know shitty spongebob ice pops Whoa. or like the tasty fees truck but a billion dollar food truck idea just a food truck that serves hot dogs Right. Quick aside, uh, the ice cream truck, the most elite uh, popsicle was the baseball glove with the baseball in it that turned up being bubblegum. That was the best for sure. That was um, a good one. I-, I was a big fan of the lemon ice with the wood spoon that would give your tongue splinters. Yeah. W- one of the best. It's I was also- a big fan of the, the strawberry shortcake pop. 
Mm, that's a good one too. Um, the, the lemon ice pop. is also a great move at a hot summer ball game. Oh, and the everything the everything bagel schmear from Jenny's ice cream at Wrigley Field. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're we're getting we're really overlapping here. So I, I was envisioning a truck that came up with just like this hot dog. What? What is it? Keep going, keep going. There's news about the there's news about the Schwann's bagel dogs. Um but I, I mean I, I was envisioning just like a line of little fat kids lining up to get their bagel dogs from the from the Schwann's guy. Um but apparently it was like this service where like your parents would order like kind of like Omaha steaks, but probably a tier below that in terms of both quality and price. Just these like quick dinners that would go and like one of them was bagel dogs that your mom, you know, had a long day at the office, could just throw in the oven and you would have bagel dogs for dinner. Yeah. Uh, Zach, what's the latest with uh Well the- Schwann's has been Schwann's has been delivering since nineteen fifty two. I mean, this is incredible. Home delivery. Uh <laughs> but I, I I typed in Schwann's bagel dogs and then I found a tweet from October twenty second, very twenty twenty, very very uh, recent. And our friend Jeff Newman handled the bluegrass chef, so we all know him, of course. He asked Schwann's, "Hey, did you all stop selling the bagel dogs? Not seeing it on the app? Haven't had one in twenty five years." Schwann's replied, "The official account too." Hi, Jeff. Unfortunately, bagel dogs have been temporarily discontinued. What are they out of that they could not make bagel dogs? Pork anus. Pork anus. They're out of poppy seeds. They're out of everything bagel seasoning. Maybe they're just drumming up interest so they can come back bigger and better than ever before. Well, Jeff yeah, it'll probably be a Super Bowl ad. Jeff replied and said, I think the people have spoken. Bagel dogs must return. Oh, let them know. Oh, and then there's another guy who replied to uh, Bluegrass Chef. His name is Dustin. <laughs> His handle is Dad Strength MN. Oh. Dad Strength Minnesota himself. Dad Strength Minnesota himself. Shoot. I hereby boycott in all caps Schwans until the return of the infamous Bagel Dog. Wow, sorry we lost your business. That sounds good. I remember getting Bagel Dogs from Einstein's when I was there with my dad um like after soccer practice when i was going over to his house and i haven't had one of those like a full-size bagel dog in a second that sounds so good i'm it's so a, hungry right now <laughs> i'm just doing is, this hungry <laughs> picking a blanket is just a much more elite snack though yeah that's that's true you i'd know, rather have that than a bagel dog yeah um well, let's get them. Uh, let's get them back in the biz. I also like the idea of, uh, you know, ice cream trucks. You know, bringing ice cream to kids in the summer. Why not other types of delivery mechanism of the truck playing music, slowly driving in neighborhoods and giving food to kids? What could we uh, could we hop on this and maybe give out some hot meats to children? Like a burger truck would be sweet. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love to see that. Unfortunately, I live in a city that is like draconian in its food truck laws because the restaurant association like has a monopoly on food mm. apparently interesting um, zach i know you live in a big food truck town yeah we got a lot of food trucks i bet you all you need to do is buy like a 20 dollar permit 
But the, the thing is, I don't want something fancy. I don't want some diners, drive-ins, and dives ass food truck. I want like a greaseball Chicago style hot dog stand food truck. Yeah. Did you ever used to go to the the food truck on what? Odd Whacker on Tuesdays? No. It was amazing. Like, I want Dog Tracks, the food truck. Oh, wow. Is it still around? I want oh, Chicago-style yeah. food on the go, baby. I want Pizza Puff. I want Charburgers, Hot Dogs, Euros. What makes a Charburger? It's grilled. Oh, okay. It's got that char taste. I don't know. That sounds right. Um, you have another uh, food-related, fast food-related topic. You want to jump in with uh, Wendy's Circle? I saw that article as well. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I read it too. Um, well, this can be a little reading series, and I don't know how much longer we have. We're getting to about oh, an hour and 20 minutes or so. Um, this is an article courtesy of Jeff Bezos and the Washington Post. Um I love a good eminent domain story um, and just urban planning and development. I'm kind of an armchair urban developer I, in that I look at intersections and think, hey, this could be better. Um, <laughs> hey, I hate this stoplight. I there hate you go. Stoplight. You have tons. Yeah, you have tons of uh, tons of topics now to talk about with people. Plenty of room for a double deck or Chick-fil-A here. Don't you? Yeah, don't you hate traffic? Vote um, Luke. <laughs> Uh, Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel E. Bowser. What a name, by the way. <laughs> I've, always, I've seen that where they talk about Mayor Bowser, and I just think of, like, <laughs> Bowser Mario. from yeah, Mario just wearing, like, a the Simpsons mayoral sash the Mayor Quimby wears. <laughs> but I, I see her name Muriel Bowser, and I imagine Bowser dressed up as, like, a matronly librarian. With, like, half-moon spectacles that have the little chain on them and, like, <laughs> a lace frill in front of her uh, collared sweater. But Bowser. So that's what I imagine <laughs> when we talk about Mayor Bowser um, creating Black Lives Matter Plaza. Um, but Mayor Bowser is planning a $35 million overhaul for a hazardous traffic intersection that has long infuriated legions of Washington motorists who know it by the landmark at its core, a Wendy's fast food franchise. Bowser and D.C. transportation officials said Tuesday that they used eminent domain to acquire the property at the center of First New York and Florida Avenues across roads that Washington is referred to as Dave Thomas Circle in mocking tribute to Wendy's founder. Almost every Washingtonian has their own Dave Thomas horror story, the mayor said in a statement announcing the $13.1 million purchase of this property. Um, so for the viewers at home uh, who can't see this article, the best way to describe this is that it's not a traffic circle so much as it is a traffic triangle. This is ridiculous. That is, consists of two two-way intersections, one four-way intersection, and one three-way intersections. Um, some roads have as many as five lanes of traffic, and at the center of it is a triangular-shaped lot on which resides a Wendy's with a drive-through and a parking <laughs> lot. <laughs> so not only do you have all of these lanes of traffic in this insane um, 
traffic pattern. You also have drive-through traffic coming up of people like opening barbecue sauces and balancing large coffees in their crotches, um, attempting to make left turns into um, <laughs> these divided traffic lanes. Trying to merge at 45 tr- miles an hour. Tr- trust tree. I, I will avoid certain restaurants because I'm terrified of making the left-hand turn out into a busy intersection. Oh, for sure. For sure. Oh, yeah, you got to plan around it. I'm I'm no stranger to going around the block. I, I won't necessarily avoid that. Um, $13.1 million does seem like a lot for this piece of property. It, it seems very premium. What were you going to say, Zach? Oh, I was going to say, oh, I actually think for land in D.C., it's probably not that much. The roundabout is ranked among DC's top 10 most hazardous intersections. About 80% of the crashes there involve sideswipes or rear-end collisions, officials say, suggesting extreme driver confusion. Some regulars on Tuesday, however, bemoaned the loss of a convenient burger joint (laughs) and only in Washington oddity, but others who lived nearby were thrilled. We've witnessed a lot of violent crashes here, said Connor Shaw, an attorney and president of the Civic Association for the adjoining neighborhood of Eckington. So a real uh, nosy neighbor attorney. He estimated cars that have crashed into the Wendy's franchise at least five times in the past two years. There was even a car that went straight into the dining area of the restaurant. Sounds safe. Why would an attorney want to oppose this? Wouldn't they want it to stay open so they can continue to stay in business? Maybe he's not a like a traffic injury attorney. He mm. might just be like a contract attorney. Or he's probably mm. a property developer type attorney, real estate attorney, that sort mm. of thing, especially if yeah. he's in like a neighborhood association. Mm. In a city of national monuments, the intersection is more of a local conversation piece. With its numerous lanes, confusing traffic patterns, and a vista of incongruities, a storage facility over here, new condos condos over there, and a Wendy's $4 lunch specials smack in the middle. It's a piece of the city everybody knows, says Mahmoud Labidi, 37, a software engineer. He brought along a camera to take photographs. I want to document it before it's all gone, he says. It has been the story of D.C. Everything keeps disappearing. I think when they're saying things like this, they're talking about, like, ripping down architecturally interesting buildings in favor of cinder block condominiums, not an idiotic Wendy's in the middle of a traffic circle. Yeah, they're just getting rid of some some charm. You know, the locals, they, they'll make t-shirts about that and the, they'll, they'll, they'll love that little uh, area. It's like the crotch in Chicago, you know? It's like how people argue about which is the actual six points. There's like five of them. But hey, did you did you know? I don't want to step on any points, but did you notice the building that is like due south of this Wendy's triumphant? Oh yeah, it's the ATF. Yeah, it's the Bureau <laughs> Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Frat. When I first saw it, it was on New York Avenue. I said, "Oh my God!" I was so impressed because of the name, New York. Nitma recalled, this Wendy's helps a lot of people refill our bodies. How come you transform everything into a park? We have so many parks. (laughs) This sounds like a Simpsons character. (laughs) 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 Or like... The fingers mean taxes. (laughs) 
This sounds like Luigi in in The Simpsons, just like the Italian immigrant stereotype. How come you transferred everything into a park? We love a Luigi's restaurant. It helps people refill their bodies. Uh, are, so they're not making. They're not going to clean up the traffic pattern. They're just going to remove the Wendy's and make it. Like- uh, they're going to remove the Wendy's and then like completely reconstruct the intersection. Okay. Okay. And then build a park around it. Um, they're going to build a park um, kind of interspersed between um, some of these lanes of traffic. Well, oh, the, tra- could... the traffic pattern is still going to be confusing. Oh, Don't great. get me wrong. Oh, great. Instead of having people like crash into a building that could maybe disperse some of the energy and not hurt anybody, let's just put people in a park right around a really busy, busy traffic triangle. That's a nice. great idea. They're not going to get it... run over. What if they take that $13 million and they get the world's coolest food truck and they just drive around that fucking area all day long and they just huck burgers at people and ask for $4. They give some Schwann's bagel dogs too. Can yes. you get some bagel dogs on the menu? Perfect. Um, they're they're going to turn it into like a much more conventional convergence of um, two perpendicular streets m- meeting with a diagonal. So, like, in terms of, like, traffic pattern, like, yes, it's going to be way more simple, Zach. Um, oh, I'm taking a look at it. I mean, speak for yourself, way more simple. I mean, if you look at it compared to the original, it's going to be way more easy to navigate. And there's going to be way less <laughs> lane splittage. We got, like, a weird, like everything's going at lines and then there's one that's going to be like a little like banana scoop yeah but that one is way more obvious because it's animated and is not the top-down view this intersection has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven places where cars stop in it (laughs) the the original intersection (laughs) it's it's insane so, uh, rest in peace to uh, Dave Thomas Circle in um, in Washington D.C. I can't believe they keep taking our beautiful landmarks away from us. This is the story of America. They they pay paradise and put in a parking lot, hey. rather an intersection. I can't believe that a, like they found the guy to do a pull quote, the guy who was going to miss the Wendy's. That's just incredible content. That's journalism right there. Um, wow, what a what a perfect place to end. I think uh, put up a parking lot is the perfect name for the episode, Luke. Good job. Pave paradise, put up a parking lot. Anybody got Ooh, anything ba, else topical ba, 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 ba. this week? No, my I, I, some of my other stuff can go to next week. Yeah, me too. I do have one that I want to bring up, the one that I'm on. Yes, a, a preview for next week. Pitchers and catchers report to... Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And then toilet, we can have our discussion about the self-importance of BBWA writers. Yes, I can't wait. Until next week. All right, until next week, boys. Talk to you later. Call your mothers. Bring your mama. The plot, it turns again. The reference starts at 10. Show me a word that rhymes with pavement. And I will kill your parents and roast them on a spit. And don't you try to etch it or permanently sketch it, or you're gonna catch a bad.